0: Now for our story. There was an atmosphere of gaiety about the Brown Palace Hotel in Wakefield this evening. The new supper club, of which Lily Devon was to be hostess and entertainer, had just opened. From the veranda, where she stood talking with David Bowman, Lily could see the couple's dancing. They were having a good time, she told herself. The club looked like a success. At a table close to the dance floor, Randy Lane sat watching his mother dancing with Angus McKillop, the attorney. The lanky Scotsman danced with surprising grace, Randy thought. And, of course, his mother was as light on her feet as a young girl. But now, the music stops, and Angus guides Aunt Mary back to a table, seats her, and leaves with an old-fashioned bow.
1: <laughs> well, Philip never wastes a word, does he?
2: <laughs> no, indeed. <laughs> Angus never says two words if one will do as well. And if he can manage it without so much as wasting her breath, she's that much happier. <laughs> well,
1: there's no slouch as a dancer, anyway. You make a very
2: nice couple, Mom. I enjoy dancing with a good dancer. And Andrew, is. I'm so glad everything's going well, Randy. Doesn't the place look beautiful? mm mm-hmm.
1: Amazing what a difference a little paint makes.
2: I knew Lily had a knack, but she's done wonders with this place. you would never recognize it. No. And by the way, that was a very cute speech you made a while ago. Oh, Randy. I'm no speech maker, but when Lily asked me to say a few words, I didn't want to turn you down. Well, you did a wonderful job. You should have seen Peggy's face "Was she impressed and surprised. <laughs> I don't wonder. I'm sure Peggy never thought me capable of such a thing. To tell the truth, I was a little nervous. Well, it didn't show. As a matter of fact, Peggy's
1: not the only one proud Count me in, too. Thanks, Anna.
2: Don't Peggy and Bill seem to be having a good time now?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't believe they've missed a the dance. And have you noticed Mario and Carla? They're as happy as children. Yeah.
1: They wandered past here a minute ago, hand in hand, like two kids at a party.
2: It does my heart so much good to see them like that. Frankly, Randy, I was rather worried about that situation. I've never known anyone as jealous
1: as Mario.
2: Mm -hmm. But thank heaven it all blew over. Thanks to you, it did you mean? Well, Randy, basically, Mario is a sincere, honest young man. All I did was to make him understand how unfair he was to call of course, you can't blame him
1: entirely. He's not the kind of a guy to reason things out. So when he heard that story
2: about Bill Meade being interested in his wife, he just blew his top. That's all. It's very hard to understand why anyone would deliberately start a rumor like that. Yeah. And yet it was started. Yeah, but I,
1: I imagine it was just idle mischief, Mom.
2: No, so-so. Well, all you have to do is look at Maria and Carla tonight, and you know everything's all right again. I haven't seen Lily around the last dance or so. Have you? Oh, sure. Yeah, I saw
1: her. She went drifting out to the terrace with David Bowman.
2: <laughs> David?
1: I never thought I'd be running into competition with him.
2: Well, Andy, it's probably her own fault that David is Lily's escort for the evening. You should have asked this either. Lily's a very popular young woman, you know. Well,
1: maybe I should have dated her up a month in advance. But How was I to know old David was going to be in their pit? Always handy. <laughs> hey, baby Tomley walks off with my best girl. Well. Your best girl? Uh, uh, at the figure of speech, Mom. Just a figure of
2: speech. Hmm. Yes. You're too flip about it. I believe you actually the neglected because David had the forethought to ask the first. And she accepted. Well, maybe. Lily thinks think David is very nice you know. Mm-hmm. I
1: think
2: that's evident enough.
1: Oh, well, she doesn't know what she missed. Pride of the lane, the fine flower of Wakefield manhood.
3: Uh, what's this about fine flowers?
2: Uh, good evening, Aunt May. Good evening, Georgie. Well, do you remember Mr. Stewart, Don't you. This is my son, Randy. Yeah, I remember, Georgie, from way back. How you been, Randy?
1: Been wanting
3: to get in touch with you about an article for the Sentinel. You know, uh, co Profiles,
1: I've been calling him. Well, I don't know, Georgie. That stuff's okay, but I'm afraid I wouldn't make very good copies. Why, sure you would, Randy. How about it? We'll see you're here in an official capacity tonight, huh, Georgie? Going to give the Supper Club a big write-up tomorrow?
3: Oh, my, yes. Yeah. Well, this is quite a social event, you know. Pete Campbell's going to take some photographs later.
1: Why, we'll probably give the club a full page spread this weekend. After all, everybody and his brother is here. Yeah. Must be quite a field day for you. You don't even have to listen at keyholes tonight. All you have to do is keep your ears open.
2: Oh, now, Randy, I don't. <laughs> oh, you mustn't pay any attention to my son, Georgie. I'm afraid Leslie Larkins prejudiced him against some aspects of newspaper work. You see, Leslie was a reporter in Chicago at one time. But since he's become a farmer, he hasn't much to say for that sort of life. Hey, uh, where is Lefty? Haven't seen much of him tonight. He's across the room talking to Angus McKillop. If you'll excuse me, I think I'll go over and join oh, him.
3: Sure, Aunt Mary. Go right ahead. I'll stay and keep the fat with Randy a while. That is, if he doesn't mind. I'm sure he doesn't, Mr. Sears. So go, Randy. Oh, that mother of yours is a fine-looking woman, Randy. Mighty fine. They've got your boots here? Yeah, Takes after your son, I guess. <laughs>
1: That's right. Uh,
3: well, this is quite an adventure, to all right. A real fancy supper club, just like in the big city. I only hope it's going to go over. Why, shouldn't it? Oh, you know how it is. People around here aren't used to this kind of thing. They may like it at first, just for the novelty, but you can't tell what'll happen in the long run.
1: Seems to me they ought to appreciate a spot like this, It's only to relax in once in a while.
3: Maybe. Anyway, if anything can put it over, that luscious blonde hostess ought to turn the trick. quite a dick, shouldn't she?
1: Lily is a very good-looking girl.
3: Yeah. Well, I guess they have to be in those burlesque houses. Uh, maybe you didn't know this, but the fact is, this Lily Devon used to be an entertainer in one of those places. Uh-huh. Says who? Well, ain't nobody in particular. Just something I heard.
1: You did, what about it? Well, you're not saying it don't mean anything to me. Just another little
3: news item? Uh-huh. It's my business. You've got to keep an eye out for copy. Ah, that's why an evening like this is a real infall. Why, this will give you stuff to write about for a week.
1: I'm um, fed it will.
3: Yeah, sure is a mixed crowd, though. Look at him. Everybody from Ben Calvert down to Pete Thornton. That simple guy who sweeps out the courthouse. And then again, there's Evelyn, the waitress at the drugstore, and right at the next table, Mrs. Ben Calvert. Of course, I always take a guess is Miss Ward, even if she is Miss Calvert now. You seem to have the Calverts pretty
1: much on your mind, Georgia.
3: Well, after all, Ben Calvert's a mighty powerful man in this town, so naturally I'm interested in him. It. It's part of the... Yeah, I history. know, I know.
1: Part of your job. I'm
3: darn right. Besides, yeah. the guy can't afford to rub Ben the wrong way. Uh, funnest thing is seeing the scary's here. According to what I heard, he never takes that wife of his anywhere. But here they are, big as life. I noticed her out on the veranda a while back talking to your cousin Peggy's fiancée. Anything wrong in Bill's talking to Carla Descari? Well, I guess it all depends on how you look at things, Randy. Now, if I had a pretty little cousin like Peggy and she was planning to marry a guy like Bill, I might give it quite a bit of thought. What do you mean by that? Not that the guy hasn't got good taste for picking him. That kid's Calvert's a swell-looking girl. And so's Peggy. And there's nothing wrong with Carla Descari's looks, either.
1: What's she got to do with it? Now, now,
3: wait a minute, Randy. There's no sense in getting mad at me. I can't help it if things like that get around. In a town this size, you can't keep people from noticing. Not seeing From noticing what?
1: Apparently nothing. With guys like you having a foul little mind. Now
3: look here, Randy Lane. You no know right to talk to me like that.
1: You better ask a couple of other parties about it if you want to get at the truth. I don't need to ask anybody anything. Something just dawned on me. I should have thought of it sooner. You're the guy who started that nasty rumor about Bill Mead and Carla Descarri. I should have known, and now that I... Now, said, now,
3: now, wait a minute. Wait! Hey,
1: I did no such thing. I had nothing whatever to do with that story, so don't you get tough with me. You're the only gossip monger in this town capable of starting a mean, dirty lie like that. Making it up out of nothing, so that you could get some attention. But that's Why? not so, I tell you. You ask anybody
3: at Smitty's. Why, it's common knowledge. Just go ahead and ask them if you don't believe me.
0: There was a ring of truth in George's denial. a sound of injured innocence which made Randy hesitate. Yeah, Georgie sounded as if he were telling the truth for once. Perhaps Randy thought he'd been wrong. Perhaps Georgie hadn't been the person who actually created the falsehood and launched it into the cruel, lazy atmosphere of Smitty's pool hall where it was bound to flurry. But if Georgie Stewart wasn't responsible, Randy asked himself, then who was?